All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Coming in hot is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Uh, happy Thursday, everybody. Brent Wallace alongside Jason York, Bobby Ryan, uh, coming in hot, presented as always by Botano. Go to botano.ca. All right, boys, uh, big show today. Not so much mm-hmm. Sens chatter. We're going to get into some fan questions. We got all kinds of them yesterday. Uh, plus, we're going to do story time, which has been part of one of the questions, So, which is what started this whole thing off and why I asked the questions in the first place. So we'll get to that after, uh, plus lock of the day. But boys... Um, we got some injury issues with our goaltending, and so it's going to create a little bit of an issue, I think, going forward. Uh, it came out yesterday that our good friend Cam Talbot is on the shelf for another three weeks. Is that now making life a little more difficult for the Ottawa Senators to uh, take that playoff spot? Uh, yes, it is. Um, when you can't default to a goalie that is your... I don't know what you call it. Well, I mean, he's one, he's one A now, right? At this point, um, with where yeah. you're at, and you probably were hoping that he carried the bulk of the season down the stretch. So yeah, it it certainly makes things harder um, in my mind. And you know, w- there was a pretty th- they had a nice tandem there for a minute with Mandelis and um, Sogard, but now you're putting a lot of pressure on on Sogard the rest of the season. Um, thought he's played well in the in the you know other than you give him a pass on the other night when he has to go in kind of cold and and not knowing, but um, 
yeah, for me, it makes it a lot different um, team going forward. And, and, you know, but I don't know. They played well in front of those two guys as well um, and really tightened things up. So that could play into it. But anytime you get you lose a goaltender, that is your guy that was going to carry the bulk of it down the stretch. Yeah, it makes, makes things much, much more difficult. It's a massive gut punch. Like DJ's got to be thinking. DJ's got to be thinking right now. What the? Like, come on. Like, come on. Yeah. What else? We don't have our number one center. We've got, and everybody has injuries, but it's it's just so much harder for young teams that are just starting to find their way to, to manage with things like this. So it's going to be really tough. And that's this. This is exactly what they went out and got Talbot for a situation like this um you got a chance and this is when and it's too bad too because i was really looking forward to seeing talbot play in this kind of scenario um they, they kept him at the trade deadline there was so much chatter and of course they had to keep them they were they were hot as hell right then and, and uh, winning so much so no it's 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 going to be tough it's going to be really tough but uh, hey Sogard's played well Sogard's played well and this is a like don't have to tell you anything. Nobody knows. This is a massive opportunity. This could be a career-changing, accelerating time for Sogart. If he if he yeah. takes the ball here, and this is how careers start in the NHL. Like you look at when Andrew Hammond, when Andrew Hammond, when 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 Gerber got hurt in Carolina. If he doesn't get hurt, Cam Ward. Who knows what happens to Cam Ward? We all know what happened. They won the Stanley Cup. Little different situation, but great opportunity. Um, hey, who knows? Maybe Mandalazi gets in there. You never know. This is a cool thing about hockey. Uh, careers, unless you're a really high pick, you need stuff like this to happen to to really uh, to really get because because if, if this doesn't happen, Talbot keeps playing and and uh, Sogart's not going to get the chunk of, of starts he's going to get. So I. I I'm I'm excited for him, uh, but not so yeah. much for for uh, for the Sands because man, this is this is going to be tough. Yeah. If it's labeled a mid-body injury, which is the rarest of the three forms, uh, where is that exactly? Is that a hip? Mid- I, I was going to say core, yeah. oblique, hip. Yeah, yeah, somewhere Belly in there. Goalie, goalie's- <laughs> yeah, tor- just say torso. <laughs> yeah. Torso injury. What? Why do you, like, is hockey, why Why do we not tell any, like, it's not like, do you, I always wondered about this, Bobby. You, you, you're trying to protect a guy, but things happen so quickly on the ice. You don't have enough time to say, okay, I know exactly what's wrong with this guy. So when I get close to him, I'm going to get him right in his oblique. So now that I know exactly where the injury is, I'm going to get him. Right. I'm going to make. Yeah, I, like, I, I don't think anybody that I, I've played with a couple of psychos, but I, I don't think anybody that I played with would go do that. <laughs> like if you knew a guy had a bum you, shoulder, you were going to, you were going to finish every check. Right. But that's about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what about Mid-body. your hands? You're coming back from a broken finger. Are you taking an extra slash across the gloves? Um, honestly, maybe for the first couple, but the whole league knew about my hands, and guys just felt bad for me. <laughs> like, dude, I'm going to give you a pass. <laughs> I remember, I, I remember lining up to a buddy. I lined up next to a buddy on the other team, and he's like, 
do you really break fingers or do you just not want to play it? I'm like, dude, I, I would just, I would love to have a healthy hand just for a second, you know, just for one <laughs> second out here. And he's like, all right, well, I'm leaving you alone. Thank you. So yeah. nope, I didn't take any extra slashes. <laughs> oh man. You and that, you and Brendan Gallagher, Gallagher. I remember Gallagher yeah. used to hurt his hand all the time too. I, I did call her for Montreal for three years and this poor guy, he'd break a yeah. finger, break a hand and, come back same thing it's some guys you know what's funny bob i never broke a finger my entire career and then i see a guy like you i'm like what the fuck yeah just couldn't get out of the way of the puck or yeah it was incredible it was absolutely incredible for a little stretch there there were twitter accounts named bobby ryan's Uh, fingers (laughs) i gotta bring my old i gotta i gotta bring uh i found my first pair of gloves from 1990 they're these big Louisville leather gloves, and the cuffs come up to like your elbows, and and they got these yeah. big meaty fingers. Like nobody's getting hurt in these babies, but now it's yeah. the little tiny I, I, gloves, eh? I could have worn them. I had I had gloves from him, and I was under contract um, with glove companies, obviously, like all, most of us are for the year. But I had every single pair of gloves from every single, you know. Um, manufacturer in the league at this point sending me gloves saying hey just try ours and i'm like well is there chain mail in them it's not going to make a difference <laughs> like there's nothing i can do about just freak injuries right yeah so anyway uh show hijacked enough. already uh, yep <laughs> no what was the uh biggest change you made to a glove uh to try and get protected we built um I was always really big on, on flexibility in gloves. Um, and I said it before, I like, I like, I never dried them cause I wanted them to be so, you know, so maneuverable for my hands. Um, but the biggest thing I think we did was uh, to protect this finger, my, my index finger on the bottom hand so much so that we built it that I could barely, like I was holding the stick like this because I couldn't move that finger at all. So we built this like box cardboard, you know, thing around the inside where, where you would bend it. Um, and it was, it actually helped because it kept, it kept that finger off the stick. Um, but at the same time, that's, the, that's the most important one when you're shooting, when you're doing anything else. So I was shooting pucks like this for about, you know, four, three months trying to just let this finger get better. It worked and I didn't get hurt, but it took a lot away from what the biggest facet of my game was, you know, your hands and your, and your ability to create and shoot yeah. the puck. So, um, yeah, it, it was, it was honestly like I put a cast around it, um, on that one finger. Should have saved that Crazy. for story time. Um, by the way, before we get back into more sense talk, I got a t-shirt today, as we know from our good friend, doodling Daryl, the typical who wants it playoff t-shirt. I want to say thank you uh, to Daryl for sending that along. Uh, it's very, very form-fitting. It looks great around my uh, workout days with uh, Schwartzy. Uh, but uh, go to do- cool doolingdaryl.com if you want to order some. Um, he's a, Yeah, he's a good dude. By the way, he's the guy that designed our logo. Uh, Dueling Daryl. Oh, nice. Thank you again. Uh, all right, so back to this little foray into the playoffs. Uh, they're in Seattle tonight. The practice lines yesterday, as we're going to tape this before the game to on Thursday. Uh, Kachuk Stutzler-Giroux, obviously. Debrinket, Pinto, Batherson. Joseph Gambrell-Brown, perhaps, to make his uh, Sens debut. Kelly Kastelik-Watson putting Broussard and Goche on the outside. Uh, and Brandstrom seemed to be the odd man out in practice with Holden back in there. Um, 
any thoughts of any of that stuff or does that just seem all pretty much a given um i i, I think they're just coming off of a five nothing loss and looking for some kind of spark you know you, you yeah. throw some new blood in you i don't know if it's even a message that you're sending but you're just looking to infuse some energy into the lineup is my guess right have some guys have some different yeah. looks yeah i i'm interested to see how brown plays um i just keep hearing he's a responsible defensive guy uh centerman but he's going to be on the wing so you got an extra right-handed centerman in the lineup there um yeah no it's you're not touching the you're not touching the top six you're not touching the your 5d as we've talked about and and i think it's just keeping guys i don't think branstrom played like nobody played great but i think of all the 6d mm. he wasn't a minus in that game not that that's the be all and end all but i thought branstrom played pretty well but hey holden played pretty well the game he played so i think just keeping guys in rhythm keeping guys so you're not at a lineup too long. So I'm not surprised by any of this. Is this also to battle a Seattle team that's a little more grinding uh, and they mm -hmm. want perhaps a bigger body in Holden? I actually did. I was just thinking that that um, be, Seattle plays below the top of the circles extremely well. Um, and and I, I, I say that watching them very limited at time. I'm you know, the old East Coast curse. I'm not staying up for a lot of their games, but I do catch them from time to time. And I think you live in the I, central I time. Hey, hey, it's two hours. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, you know what? If Seattle goes on a playoff run, I'll be watching a lot of them when I get back to Idaho. But at the same time, uh, that was, that was kind of my thought was maybe they wanted something a little more grinding down low. Uh, some guys that are able to hold off some guys a little better and hold and fits that bill. Yeah. You got big Yanni Gord. Jordan Eberle. <laughs> yeah, but they play well down low. <laughs> I know they do. You know what they do? They don't turn pucks over. Seattle just doesn't beat themselves. So they're, like, I think I said this the other day, they've got a bunch of guys on their team that weren't first-line players on their other teams. They're usually guys that were very responsible. You know, Eberle is a little bit more of a, a risk taker, I, I, I would uh I would have to say, but looking at the rest of their lineup, they just, they're fast. They play hard. They're going to make you earn every single inch of ice out there. And that's why they are where they are. They, I call it, they play the right way. And, and so many coaches try to get their teams to play this way. Seattle has to, because if they don't, they're not, uh, they don't have the talent of like a Colorado or a Tampa. They can't, they can't rely on that. So it's going to be, it's going to be a very tough game for the Ottawa Senators. I think what's Seattle won six, is it six in a row now, fellas? I'm going to guess. I think it's six in a row. So that team is feeling it right now. And, you know, it's for Ottawa. It's going to be, this is a, <laughs> another, every game is going to be, every time we have a game, this is a huge game. This is a huge game. And tonight, guess what? It's a huge game. So yeah, no, that's, that's probably a reason why Brandstrom's in there. He's, He's big. He's uh, takes up ice, and uh, I thought he played well too. So he deserves to come back in. Holden, I agree. You mean? Sorry, yeah, Holden, 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 Branson. Yeah. Branstrom's I, out. Holden. Sorry about that. People are throwing things at their TV screens. Um, I will say it's very comforting to see a Brown back in the lineup to go with the greats of Logan Brown, Connor Brown, Josh Brown. We finally have another <laughs> Brown to put back yeah. in the Ottawa Senator lineup in Patrick Brown. Uh, all right, boys, you know what time now time for sponsor reads. We should have them brought to you by something, but anyway, um, we're going to start with Bobby as always. Yeah. You get BEI until, um, uh, you don't say aggregate properly. Oh. Apparently, 
Uh, <laughs> aggregate, Alex, right? Fire it up er, and then go aggregate. right to Renfrew. Aggregate. This show brought to you as always by Bonisher Excavating, BEI, heavy civil general contactors, uh, hiring in all positions, laborers, mechanics, concrete structure team, quality control, just basically across the board. When planning your next project, consider BEI for your aggregate, boom, supply needs. Go to the website, bonishairexcavating.com. Or as always, give them a call at 613-432-1120. BEI, Bonnachair Excavating, helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. That's a nine. That's a, that's, a sol- that's a solid nine right there. Yeah? Solid nine. Oh, man. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Solid nine. An- anxiety yeah. over. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. You doing rent for you? I'm going to do rent for Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, big okay. Big thanks to Renfrew Pro Tape, big sponsor coming in hot. Renfrewpro.com. Uh, they always keep our show held together. Wally tries, but it's really uh, we really got to thank Renfrew from that. Available in a variety of colors and patterns. The one with the green core. They're on Instagram as well at Renfrew Pro. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> oh, that you. Uh, they're the ones with the green core. And if you go to uh, their Instagram account at Renfrew Pro, yeah, you can get free tape Friday, which is coming up. Uh, make sure you feel the game with Renfrew Pro. Available all major retailers, don't forget. Uh, and finally, uh, Alex, we're going to go right to uh, Botano, of course, is our proud presenting sponsor. Uh, Botano.ca, go to Botano, uh, where the game starts now for all the online betting and casino live betting as well. Uh, they were voted the uh, EGR uh, operator of the year in 2022. Uh, please play responsibly. But Botano, uh, for all your Ottawa Senator and NHL needs for sure, but also uh, they are huge into soccer uh, or football, I guess if you call it from Europe, go to Botano. Botano.ca, the proud presenting sponsor of Coming In Hot. Okay. Uh, as we move on, one last thing before we get to uh, the questions from viewers. Tyler Boucher, the number 10 overall pick. Uh, in 2021, uh, out for the season with a shoulder injury as he's playing for Dave Cameron in the Ottawa 67s. Uh, he's had a ton of bad luck of late, um, and this is just the latest, obviously. This brings in a question about shoulder injuries and the Ottawa Senators, and that is obviously Josh Norris is out. We had uh, Shane Pinto out and Colin White also out. Uh, all centers. Um, is there any relation? Like, what's going on? Is this just a freak thing? Uh, do you guys have any kind of idea about shoulder injuries on the Ottawa Senators right now, Bobby? No, I got nothing. Um, you know, the, the most I know about Tyler, and I actually thought he had a really good World Junior Tournament um, uh, for the U.S. side, but he plays a heavy game, man. He hits everything that moves, mm. So, um, and so does Colin White and Shane Pinto, <laughs> for that matter. So um, when you uh, when you play, but you know, taking it aside, it's just bad luck, and it's just um, it's, it's just the way. I mean, it's just the way it falls. Um, there, there, I, there's no correlation. I think they're probably all different injuries in some sort. But my guess with him is that um, just wear and tear, and it, and something happened over time. But when you play, when you lay the body that much, and and he's a heavy hitter. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't just finish checks. Mm. He, he tries to run guys through the wall. So, uh, takes its toll. It's a shame it's taken its toll for such a young player, but, um, you know, you just hope he has a good off season that he can, he can get to working out by May, um, at least and, and come into camp. Um, 
and and have a good showing. But yeah, it's just unfortunate because I I was I I don't follow him a ton. I don't follow the junior stuff a ton, but I I do really really hope that he has a shot next year. Have you hurt your shoulders, Bobby? How's, I know uh, throughout your career. Um, I had one bad one in juniors, but outside of that, um, I was I was pretty fortunate. Um, yeah. Nothing. Yeah, nothing more than gen- general wear and tear. A couple of little nagging ones, but that's about it. Yeah. So I'm seeing a trend, especially with a lot of younger guys, where the shoulders are coming out. Um, on my junior team in Kempville that I coached last year, I, I had three guys with recurring shoulders that just kept coming out, coming out, wearing their braces, still coming out. And then I was, I was actually doing, I was doing some physio yesterday with my buddy Ryan and we're talking, we're actually, we had a discussion about Boucher and I'm like, okay, is this, is this going to be concerning for a young guy? And he goes, well, when it's happening this much and it keeps coming out and to your point, the hits he makes, he does a lot of damage on guys, but when you make those big hits, your whole body jars every time, man. And it's, it's, he does that every game. It, to me, it's concerning because this, I'm hearing it's a torn labrum as well. I, I tore my labrum. The recovery on that is six months. It's six months before you are feeling pretty good. So he'll be able to get back at, back at it training probably midsummer, but it's uh man at, at his age uh the style he plays that, that that's concerning it's concerning i hope you can come back from it you can come back from it you can uh, you can have a full recovery but with his style the way he plays man it's 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 very tough on the body and i i hope for the player he's able to get back to to where he was at yeah. but i can just tell you from experience very 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 long recovery for this type of injury uh, back to Bobby's point about the way he plays. So I went to a 67s game about uh, two weeks ago, I think it was. It was Windsor, if I'm not mistaken. He hit a guy behind the net so hard uh, that it was blown down. He was given a five-minute major. The refs reviewed it and realized he just hit him hard. No penalty. It was one of the really? hardest-sounding hits I had ever heard. He just crushed him. But he, yeah. it was clean, but they – by the 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 sound of it, you're like, no, no, that's got to be a five minute. Nobody hits that hard. Yeah, crushed them. So I actually, yeah, uh, I actually, he, I actually think that's part of the reason you're seeing more and more guys get hurt and stuff because the the OHL they suspend guys for hitting too hard now. Like it's it's become such a skill yes. league where the guys aren't used to the physicality once they get to the NHL and. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe that has something to do with it. But I've, to me, there just seems like there's an abnormal amount of shoulder injuries going on. Maybe it's the training body. Like maybe guys aren't doing enough shoulder work. I don't know. But it's just it's just crazy how many guys are doing their shoulders now. I kind of a discussion for another time. But I also think that we just continuously raise the checking age for young kids, and they don't learn how to properly hit and receive Ew. hits. Until, until they're a year away from junior hockey, good luck. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, it's like, crazy. That's yeah. So, so I was you know, uh, do you know what it is, guys? And I, I, because I, I coach novice right up to junior. Um, when you're when you're young, if you don't teach a kid, I, I call it like your spider sense of being aware when you're young where the dangers are, what you can mm-hmm. and can't do. Oh, let's do this in bantam. When I've got a guy on my team who's six foot one eighty and another kid who's five foot one ten, <laughs> that's a great yeah. idea. <laughs> Let's introduce yeah, exactly. it right now. <laughs> it's uh, 
Oh God! Uh, yeah, they need a they need a do they, they need might. a do over on that one. Well, interesting though, my kid, uh, his first year of hitting, which was U fourteen, was the COVID year, so they never got taught the hitting year because it was yeah. wiped out. So they've never that whole entire 07 group has never properly been trained yeah. into how to hit. Like they do hitting clinics. Uh, you have to take one to start the year each year. It's like 90 minutes. Sometimes they do two 90-minute sessions. That's it. That's how you learn to protect yourself and how you throw body checks. That's not a lot of time. you got 40 kids on the ice. No, I think it's ridiculous. I think it should start at 10 and 11 years old, and, and, you, yeah. and you have kids that are all the same size learning it together. And kids, there's no way around that kids are going to get 10 bell hits. It's going to happen, but, yeah. um, you know, we we yep. report on the big ones that you hear where something tragic happens, but you don't talk about the 200 hits that also happened in that game. Where hey, the kids were the kids were all safe, they were all good. Um, I I just yep. it was introduced to me at an early age. I I, I think that it should be for everybody. Um, yep. And I don't want to say it this way, but you you weed out the kids that don't want to play earlier, as well. Um, Correct. Way. It, and, it's yeah, a great separate kids. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, the, I, I, the I was things... not even close to the best player in peewee hockey, not even close to the best player, but by Bantams I was because more of the skilled guys said, okay, we're getting bigger and guys are getting hit and they just kind of go away and fade out to the background. Yeah. 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 And you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be like in Bantam. Hey, we can hit now. It's time to hit. It's like a big, it's like, it's like a party. It's like, you're so excited, but if you had it in earlier, it's just part of it and it's part it's another skill it's another thing that's learned so i just remember when yeah. when my kids were like hey it's hitting time and then it's like a big party and then everyone's it's uh <laughs> they need a do over on that one i it was it was not enough thought was put into it it's you know what it is it's not so much hitting it's teaching them how to take the hit exactly yes. and be yeah, and protect yeah. yourself right yeah yeah like people that just throw be pucks up the wall and don't expect somebody's coming two seconds later yeah. and it's boom it's, or whatever. Right. And so teaching awareness, Wally, being the, aware, being aware yeah. of the dangers on the ice. That's, and that's the biggest thing. Speaking of being aware, it's time for now the smartest man in hockey to be aware and to give us his prediction as we go to lock of the day brought to you by Botano, uh, the all new app on Botano.ca. The game starts now with Botano and the game is going to start tonight in Seattle where Ottawa looks to rebound after a thing lost. Now, I want to point out, Ottawa has gone 4-0 in its last four games after being shut out, which dates back to last year. So, if anything, they do respond. Will it matter? Uh, I'm going to, Yorkie, you're, gonna, you're up first again. Yeah, I wish I would have stuck with my original thought process on the Chicago game. <laughs> I saw that. I was feeling it last Friday when it was just you and I. We did the show, and I said, "That's yeah. a dangerous game. This is a dangerous game." But anyhow, you, you know what? We get me caught up taking in taking Ottawa. I know. You know what? I wanted them to win. I was hoping they were going to win. It was a huge game. They didn't. But I just think this is going to be a much better game for the Ottawa Senators. They're going to come to play. They're going to be ready. But sometimes you're ready and you play as well as you can. And it doesn't work out. So I, I like Seattle. They're hot right now. They're at home. Um, I think uh, Seattle wins a close one tonight. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Bobby? Sorry, I'm, th- I'm making a note here because I'm thinking about... They, they do respond. <laughs> Seattle's been very... I'm just... Man, this is a, this is a tough one because I I've always liked the response. Hey, let me put this. Um, I'll throw. Okay, I think ahead. they're coming off a four-game road trip. They've so, just won all. Four yeah, that's games, if I'm not mistaken. You're going to be hungover. Your... Yeah, <laughs> they uh, yeah. they do have the trap game makings here, um, but only for the sense that I I got to start making some ground up on Yorkie here, and I think the Sens are going to come out and play a good solid game. I'm going to go ahead and take the Sens in this one. Um, and let them get back on track for this little playoff run because I think they have the opportunity to do that tonight. Ottawa hasn't beaten Seattle. In well, I'm not worried about elite. it. Does that matter? They've, how what what's the overall record? Mm-hmm. They see Seattle's two zero and one. Oh, Seattle is versus a Ottawa. historic franchise. The Seattle there. Hey, but one one one, one of them was the, when they got just, blown out. Just bring you the facts. Yes, they had in that Ottawa, blowout game. Eight to four, so, I think it was. Yeah, so we'll count that one as a as a dud, and then it's one zero and one. So they were in some games. I'm 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 sticking to my guns here, Wally. What do you got? Do you care as a player if you get blown out by the team the next time you face them? No, it's forgotten. Not it's forgotten. Yeah, especially if it's yeah. it's been a long time too. Yeah, not a chance. I, I think Ottawa's had a day, an extra day off to get ready for this. Maybe a little new blood with Patrick Brown in the lineup. Oh, yeah. Brown's Mandel- getting two tonight. Uh, well, let's see. Sogard. Yep. Wants to get back. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to take an Ottawa victory here. I like it, I like boys. It. I like it. Soon to be 500. Seattle Wally, can't keep winning. After this. <laughs> Uh, we should have put. We should have gave Bobby Chicago, and then he would have been even better. We didn't want to sue her, we thought, so we made you. Uh, right? Yeah. We picked Ottawa for you. Yeah. Oh. Goes to show what we know. All right. Uh, that's lock of the day. We'll find out on Monday how we did. Uh, all right. Time now, Alex. This is exciting for 
ask us anything. <laughs> what was that? Oh, man. Was that the color? Was that the Colorado uh, sound they get after they've uh, killed off a penalty? No, that's Mario Kart. <laughs> when the penalty expires. When you no. when you power up. <laughs> yeah, well, we probably on that spent one for a while. Ninety-five to to be able to put, play that music. Uh, <laughs> all right, so I we. Uh, by the way, do you, any of you know what this picture is from? Uh, that's the time the three of us went to Napa together. <laughs> I don't know. No, no. Went on a wine tasting hey. tour. Hey. I, I'm I'm not allowed. If once I get in that general vicinity, alarm bells start going off. I can't go back. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like, uh, so it's got like a hunger. It's got like a Hunger Games look to it, or something. With a, with, I have Games. no idea. During uh, so when I was doing arts and crafts, I was like, I need a picture of the three of us to come up with something stupid. And so I typed in three idiots, and three idiots is a movie. <laughs> And this is one of the pictures from the movie. So okay. it seemed fitting, the three idiots. So here we go. Perfect. Um, <laughs> nice. Although I do think I do think Bobby looks phenomenal in this, but it's my favorite. Um, all right. So I like that. I asked I, people I, I, to I send like in some questions. There. We <laughs> we got lots of different varying varieties of questions. So uh, I'm going to start with a few and then see where this goes. Um, David Joseph, I believe, is uh, Joseph David, 1986, on Instagram. Bobby, will Bobby Ryan give Putin another try? No. And I got nothing to elaborate wow. on. <laughs> no. What? I just don't get it. When I No, I don't like cheese curds. I don't love <laughs> gravy unless it's on like wow. a pot roast or a short rib. Oh. Um, it makes the fries soggy. If I want fries, I want crispy fries with ketchup. That's it. And salt and vinegar, or salt and and a little bit of black pepper. That's it. Just very, very simple fries. Um, and fries are one of the best things on the planet. One of the hardest things for me not to eat when I'm dieting, by far. And if I'm going for fries, they're not going to be soggy, and I'm not going to ruin them or tamper with them. Wow. Wow. So wow. Yeah, Saint Albert's mm -hmm. cheese curds. Oh boy! Oh, you don't know what you're missing, Bobby. No. You don't know what you're missing. It's, it's basically a superfood. I don't know if you if you yeah. don't like 66 percent of the ingredients, it's not going to make it on my plate. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I love a good poutine. Okay. I love it. Nope. You're oh, a poutine I, guy, Wally. I think it might be the best. Put, oh, huge! You're a poutine yeah. guy, yeah. With that with that milk bag yeah. body, you're hammering a few poutines. <laughs> Listen, Schwartzy has got me as a finely tuned machine. I brought up to Schwartzy the other day, Bobby. I said, hey, uh, Schwartzy, if I were to tell you Bobby got up at 4.15 to go work out, what would be your reaction? <laughs> How'd it go? He didn't quite believe you. <laughs> oh, I'm going to send him a text. I'm going to send him a text. I'm going to send him a text right now and see if he gets back to me by the end of the show. But um did you tell him there was a really good looking brunette that drove me there and made me work out? <laughs> Cause then he might've believed no, you. No, <laughs> well, he did believe there would have had to been some kind of reasoning for it, but there was no yeah. chance that you were getting up at four 15 to go work out. Taking a picture of this and sending it so, to him right this second. Dedication. <laughs> I love it. Uh, all right. What are you, York, Ollie? Uh, what, what, 
Well, Ali, what are you though? Are you are you a, are you poutine? Are you ketchup? Are you? I I my my preference is fries with salt and vinegar on them. That's if I'm choosing, I want not... fries with salt and vinegar. All right. First of all, it's not ketchup. It's ketchup. Uh, it's not. I don't eat it. It's K K E T. Um, if I have the choice of a poutine or fries with ketchup and salt, and I'm yeah. it's all in poutine. Every time, wow. Ooh. not surprised. Not like, surprised. You, you, yeah, you. It's the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Anyway, by the way, I've I've never I've never good. eaten ketchup in my life. I've never had ketchup. Not a ketchup guy. Are you just gonna keep saying ketchup wow. the wrong way the whole entire show? That's because I don't um, I don't eat it. That's why. <laughs> That's so good. Okay, uh, here we go. Um, I'd love to get Yorkie's perspective on the change in captains from Yashin to Alfie. Uh, but this is by Mark P at Gord's Take. What was the room like? Was Alfie always Alfie or did he grow into that? Um, so I had, when I first came to Ottawa, it was Randy Cunningworth for one year and he was awesome. And then Yash was kind of given the C for for various different reasons and i think one of them was to motivate him and anytime you do that the whole team knows it so it's not it's like this guy's getting this guy's and i sat beside yash mm -hmm. like just to to make things clear i sat beside yash in the locker room for five <laughs> years really really liked him really good person great player um should he have been the captain in my opinion no he shouldn't have been the captain but that's not his fault Alfredson, as he matured and got better, it was the right thing to do. It was seamless, and everybody knew it. It was just a matter of time. And I think when Yashin held out that one year, it just accelerated the process. So anytime, you know, a lot of teams do that. This is our best player, and Yashin was for the first part of that Ottawa Senators uh, team. He was given the C, and I, mm -hmm. I don't like when teams do that. Just give it to the best player. Um and but anyhow, Alfie be, ended up being the best player after a while, and uh, you know it was the right thing to do. And 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 later on in the two thousands when I was gone, like Alfie just his game just came so far. I'll say this, Wally too. When when I was with him for the first five years, he had a lot of injury problems. So there were there were seasons where he missed a lot of hockey. He had a tough time staying healthy. But when he was, and I'm a big believer too. Yes, it's important to have C's and A's on jerseys. Everybody in the room knows who the real leaders are, though. Like it's, it's, mm. it's. I'm not going to say it's blown out of proportion, yep. but it's very overrated. This whole captain and assistant thing. When you're in the locker room with the 20 guys, there's almost sometimes a different leadership group that takes over, and those are the the real leaders of the team. And then then when you get to the playoffs, it's it's. I know I'm rambling here, but I. I think the C's and A's things is very overrated, but to your to your question, it was seamless when Alfie took over. The uh, well, we we all knew that Yash wasn't the captain. I I'm trying to think back though. I don't remember thinking Alfie was necessarily the captain. We figured he would get the C, but who in that room, I guess, was the leader at the time? Was there a yeah de facto captain? So I'm trying to think when Alfie was officially given the C too, because it was the when it was during to... the holdout. It was yeah, so it was okay, ninety. Okay. Is that ninety nine two thousand? 
Yeah. Okay. That was uh, that was my second last year with Otto. You know, we didn't really think there. We didn't really think a lot of it because we, he was already doing things on the ice. Because he wasn't a big talker. He was just leading by example. So it's like, yeah, he's the captain. So you. Uh oh. It's it's the, the leader of this team because he like like drags guys in the battle, does things that captains do, and yep. he's like the, the the perfect example of a captain. So it's it's unquestionable that he's the captain of the team. But um, no, I was just uh, All right. Alfie was later on in that later on Wally to answer your question. The last couple of years, yep. absolutely, Alfie was doing things that were like made him the captain, and you just you right thing to do. All right. Maybe a little shorter, Bobby, on this answer. Um, okay. who, who's <laughs> oh well, you know what? Since Yorkie brought up the uh seating assignment, who decides the locker room seating assignments? This is from Amy Bell. Uh coach, players, trainers, uh, who was the best to sit beside in the room and who was the worst? Um and I will say I do know when Guy <laughs> Boucher came in, he decided he was putting lines together. I do remember that particular which was a disaster, I thought, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, you tell me uh, who moved all your seating assignments around. So ours were, do you guys hear that or is that just me on my end? Oh, there it goes. It's gone. Um, so Guy was, Guy was real big on seating assignments and then he realized that the line shifted too much um, for, for to keep that really constant. Um, I actually think most, when I had Carlisle, it was the trainers that kind of did it, I believe. Um, so I think it depends on the coach and whether he was really adamant about whether there were certain combinations that were together. I know Guy, after he got to really know guys and their personalities, would group guys by that at, at home anyway. But then you would go on the road and it would be a, a cluster. Um, so it was, mm. you know, at home, he, he would put guys together for sure. Um, but he was the only coach. Other than that, it was just kind of the equipment managers basically putting guys in certain areas. You would always try to keep the forwards together, the D together with the goalies, and they had the extra room kind of thing. Um, Guy, I remember, but Guy was very, very different about it. He wanted personality. Like, I remember he came to me and said, who do you want to sit next to? And I said, it doesn't really matter. Um, but he said, would you sit next to Pi? Because I know you don't like to talk much in the locker room when you're getting ready. And I was like, I would love to sit next to Pi because we would sit next to each other. I'd look over and be like, how are you today? You ready to go? And he'd be like, yeah. <laughs> like we were, so we meshed together great. But then I had Pajot on the other side who never shut up. So, um, you know, I was between those two and I had a great balance and Guy knew his guys and knew that I needed a balance between the two. So he, you know, he catered to certain guys and certain things. I will say the only guys that were really bad to sit next to were always the guys that kept their stick in the stall. Um, oh, drove me up, drove me insane. And, and then you have guys like Zach Smith, who I my, one of my favorite guys I've ever played with disaster tape everywhere, you know, <laughs> shit laid out on the ground in front of them. I'm like, so every time you want to put a next piece of gear on, you have to stand up, go get it and bring it back because it was just an absolute sideshow. So I loved sitting next to Pi, loved sitting next to Mark Stone. Um, Pager was pretty good. Um, Clark MacArthur was good. Um, Brian McGrotten in Anaheim, the very short period of time that he was there was horrendous. He's a close talker. Um, so you got that little divider. We used to call it the border. And I'd be like, hey, Border Patrol is calling because your face is over trying to talk to me. Um, and then I will say that the, I think the very best person that I ever sat next to was Ben Lovejoy. He's got severe OCD. 
Um, and he's a, he's a bit of a germaphobe. So his locker was always perfect and tidy and there's hand sanitizer in it. And, um, and then you got me chewing and hanging out and yeah, it was, yeah. So we were a good balance because he, he made me be cleaner and keep my stuff tighter. So long winded answer. Funny. Tidy. That's good. Um, Tidy. Uh, so uh, I'll keep it to auto. I mentioned this was weird when I sat beside Yashin for five years, he had this ritual where he'd have a Gatorade and he had put the green Gatorade cup on the end of his stick and he would sit there with this Gatorade cup on his stick. And that was his thing. Every game he had a Gatorade cup on the end of his stick because he thought it was bringing him good luck. <laughs> but uh, no idea. The weirdest thing ever. But I, I don't know if guys really enjoyed sitting beside me because I used to before games after warm up, I'd take all my gear off and I'd go have a shower. I'd go do some uh, jumps. I used to jump into the cold tub sometimes too, like right before the game started because I didn't feel ready. So whoever sat yep. beside me would have my skates all over the place, shoulder pads, everything all over the ground. And I'd run back in, six minutes left to go, hustle to get ready before the game. And coach is looking at me as I'm taping up my shin pads. Probably not happy, but no, I, I don't think I was a good stallmate, Bobby. Just uh, too much shit going on. Because if I would have sat there before a game and thought about things, I'd get too anxious, too nervous. So I had to be doing something all the time. Uh, otherwise, sure. I would get... Uh, start thinking about the game too much yeah uh there are two spots in that locker room that are right next to the basically the shower right they're the easy escape uh spots radic bonk used to always sit there i'm just curious are those still or were they the most coveted spots so you guys could they could get in and out without having to speak to the media or hide in the back <laughs> yep yeah, they're coveted. The only the only problem is it's a high traffic area because every guy's in and out of there, so you've got guys yeah. in your space all the yeah. time. Um, That's I absolutely loved my spot. I had the one spot when you walk into the room on the right-hand side. I was two stalls in, Pyatt and then myself. And I was so close to the equipment manager's door that you guys would be coming in, and I would be looping right behind that equipment manager's mm -hmm. door, taking the long hallway out and down. So I knew what I was doing. I'm, it's it's all positional awareness. <laughs> Yeah. But you are, you it's do so actually true. think about it. You're like, I'm in a media spot because my first year they put me down where Alfie was and you guys would always make that beeline straight down the middle of the room. And I'm like, oh, I can't go right. I can only go left and there's no way around it right now. So <laughs> you make eye contact with the first reporter in and you're like, damn it. <laughs> I'm here. Damn it. I'm here. <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'm going to get to this one now, and you can decide to whether you want to answer it, Bobby, or not. Um, oh, I read this one. This is a good one. He's answering. <laughs> I didn't read any of these. I got to be There's honest a couple with you. Of these. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Jimmy Stew uh, on Twitter. Jimmy for Bobby. Love what Jimmy. Was it like was it like being in the dressing room with all the stuff that went on between Carlson and Hoffman, and how bad was it dealing with Eugene? I'll leave out the second part. I didn't mean to read that part, but. Uh, do you want to discuss briefly, uh, because I did want to get to it at one point during a show, uh, to discuss the drama that unfolded on that team that season. Um, do you have a Coles Notes version? Or do you want to have one? I'll actually just say I absolutely loved Eugene. I absolutely loved him. Um, I know all the stuff with the finances and the way he ran and outside of it, but I'm just talking about my personal experience with him was incredible. Uh, every time he came in, um, and I think you like talking to me cause we talked about outside of hockey about stuff and we, we always had good positive conversations. 
always remembered my wife and kids' names, always always took time out of his day to say hello. Um, so I have nothing but fond experiences of him, I'll say that. On the other side of things, I won't go into detail on anything. I don't think that's anybody but their family's businesses now at this point because it's so far removed. But it was, it was obviously, an, we knew about it long before the organization did. And I remember when it got brought to Guy's attention, we talked about it, him and I in the hallway for a half hour one time about how to manage it within the room. Um, and the best way to manage it, honestly, was we had to ignore it. Um, and we did to a degree, but there was, when it, when it, when did it all come out? Was it March? So there wasn't a lot of time left. Yeah. It March I, or, so yeah. I felt like it was just before the draft kind of thing. Cause yeah. So we, cause Hoff got traded right away. Yeah. It was, it, yeah. That was immediate. I remember that. Um, a lot of us knew details and a lot of us didn't know details there was a split some guys just didn't care and didn't want to be part of it and um other guys were like okay well now it's managed now it's you know the guys with wives and families were like what's going what's going to happen up in that room because that's you know you know the last thing you want to do is leave a game and then hear about the drama that's happening outside of the locker room that's mm -hmm. that's first and foremost um and i remember they had you know they had wives meetings on it they had different things around it um we as a team and the, and some of the older guys said the best way for us to do this is to is to make sure those two are supported in any certain way whether you know and and not to cast blame on one or the other because really neither one of these two guys knew much about it until it became a a bigger thing um but there was certainly animosity between the two of them at that point there was certainly um let's sit them further apart from each other let's let them avoid each other at best but like those those two guys still played cards together on the you know on the table like there were there were, there were ways around it and we fat figured them out, but we, I thought we handled it really well. Tried to keep it very, very, you know, closed lid. So that didn't become a major thing, um, outside of the room and in the media and, um, you know, it, but it made the year harder. It certainly made the year harder. It made, it made, it, you're just like waiting for the shoe to drop on it all year long. So everybody's walking on eggshells. It was, it was, it was a hard, I guess it was three months of that season that it was yep. pretty hard on all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Three months of that season. That was a, and I got, I got told early on, like, cause you guys have started to struggle and, and they were talking about, well, it's got to do with the wives lounge more than it's got to do with the players on the ice. And I remember being told the, how I'll say disruptive, uh, the off ice stuff was getting and how it was causing issues basically on the ice. And I don't know to what extent, but I just knew that there was a lot going on in that wives lounge that was really yeah. causing problems with the way that the team was performing. I do remember that. So I, and I, I say lucky, my wife and I at the time were really lucky because we had a young baby. Um, so she wasn't involved in the day-to-day -day stuff. She didn't attend a lot of games yeah. at this point, but obviously was on the text thread and understand and I'd come home and she'd be like, have you, have you heard anything? And I'm like, I did, but I don't know what you heard. I'm not talking about it. And she would, you know, she would tell me what was going on up there. And I'm like, honestly, and I, I remember telling Danielle, I just said, Hey, the best thing for you to do is when Melinda texts you or when Monica texts you, be supportive of both of them, take the middle ground and, you know, form your own opinion over time. And she did, and she handled it really gracefully. I thought, uh, on both sides of that situation, but yeah, there was a lot and it was a young wise room, right? So it was tough. It's like, yes. there, there weren't many, yes. there weren't many old thoughts like, yeah, like old thoughts like Danielle weren't around to kind of balance things because right. we had the young baby. So, um, mm -hmm. it, 
there was there was certainly there was something every game every single game there was something and you would hear about it the next day and you're just like we lost 4-1 last day let's talk about anything else but what's happening in the wise room stop giving them wine <laughs> <laughs> hey the wife the wife yeah. the wives the wives room can get it's it's a whole different battleground in there and i could tell you when i was a young when i was a, a rookie in detroit and i i was really young my wife had to walk into that wives room and you got like superstars and their wives are on it's a whole different level of you know lifestyle they're living and you got people from different walks in life it's it's very tough on on uh especially when you're the new wife coming in there like it's there's a lot of there's a lot of dynamics in the wives room yeah. so uh, but i'll say to bobby's point once once guys get in the locker room it's business it's it's business yeah. and it's 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 your escape from what you've done and and it's it, you become a kid again and you're playing hockey and and there's always issues like obviously this was a, at a different magnitude but every team's got issues it's just sometimes they come out sometimes they don't exactly we'll uh we'll delve into that sometime more in the future because there's uh some there's just a little bit more i have to ask about that uh to see what the answers are um anyway i'm moving on because we got a ton of questions i want to get to uh what a reality what a re hey by question. the way what a reality show that could have yeah. been eh? like how like hockey wise oh. with senators what a show that could have been it that yeah. year and it started back when you guys went to sweden uh anyway I don't want to get into it. There's more to talk about. Um, I'm lucky yeah, I go. missed that trip. I know that much. I, uh, I, I'm lucky I missed <laughs> that trip. I, I know about it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, all Tyler's fault uh, said, oh, man, if you three were stranded together on a desert island, who drives who crazy first? <laughs> oh, oh go ahead, everybody George. knows the answer everybody knows the answer <laughs> wally would be like trying to get everything organized he'd have his socks already put away in a certain drawer he'd have a schedule for the day all right we're, we're catching our fish at this time of day guys okay you're in charge of this you're getting the fish oh it'd just be by we we would we would kill wally by day two <laughs> He'd be I was, done. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I was gonna say sacrifice. We, we would, we would kill Wally, or Wally would kill me because he's trying to organize, and I'm just out for a walk. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm shocked yeah. you let me get to day two. <laughs> yeah, day two. Well, we'd have him. We'd be quick, but we do this, Bobby. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, get the knife. He's done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks. Um. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Bobby, uh, yeah, actually, Bobby and Yorkie from uh, iGlowsticks. Uh, favorite teammate you ever played with? Now, I think I know the answer. Uh, I'm going to say Zach Smith, but you tell me. Yeah, he's up there. I would say Smitty, uh, Craig Anderson, and um, a couple of real good ones in Anaheim. Um, and Tyler Bertuzzi though, actually Tyler Bertuzzi is one of my favorite guys yeah. ever. Yeah. yeah. Ah. Absolute beauty. Yeah. That, uh, Yorkie, do you have one? I got lots. Um, I could go team by team, but if I look at, I'll stay nope. with, with favorite, Otto, with Ottawa favorite, favorite, yeah. favorite, favorite. So yeah. I just got a note from one of my good buddies, um, 
he was only in Ottawa for a while, Andreas Johansson. This guy, uh, remember he had he had 21 Married goals. Married Miss Sweden. Yeah, Susanna. Susanna, she was great. So yeah. they, we, we were in Ottawa together. Then we were in Nashville together. He just sent me a message on Facebook. He's having his 50th in Sweden. He wants me to fly in for his 50th. Last time I went to Sweden with him, oh boy, Bobby. It was, uh, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good uh, story for story time. My goodness, what a, what a time we had in Sweden. So I, I probably, uh, I'll take three. Uh, Andreas, uh, I love Reds. Reds and I uh, were roommates for a while. Had great times yeah. with Alfie as well. Alfie was a great teammate and uh, friend of the show, Andre Waugh. Like, what a beauty he was. As far as funniest teammate for sure, Andre Waugh. Just such a beauty. But uh, Johansson, Alfie, Reds. Okay. I have a, I have an Andreas Johansson signed stick in here somewhere. Uh, he was one of my favorites early on. And I do remember the 21 yeah. goals at Christmas. Then he finished with like 22 goals on the year. Yeah. yeah um, there's so many guys. Last couple of notes before we go to story time, because there's one more from uh, a guy. Uh, Keith just wrote in on YouTube, just to says, oh, sorry, he, he wanted a question. Uh, is Bobby wearing foundation? Um, now, Bobby, <laughs> I will say I defended you and said, no, he's just naturally beautiful. But maybe he, I'm wrong. Um, are you wearing makeup? There, there's not a speck of makeup in this house. I can promise you that much. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I remember they, yeah. I used to go to photo there shoots we... or whatever, and they'd be like, hey, can you put this on? I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm not wearing that. <laughs> just just turn the camera on, do the interview, and shut up. <laughs> put I'll foundation on. Not a chance. Uh, John at Beaver, Ontario. I love your show. <laughs> I don't know why I've only discovered it last week. John, we're happy to have you aboard. Uh, and nice. finally, uh, Jack Lavoie just says, those video playbacks are great. Thanks for posting and commenting. Awesome. So Yorkie vids are a big hit. I just wanted to point that out. So uh, we have a few more. I'll save them for later. But we'll do this again another time. Uh, but finally, as we go to story time, this, this is what started it. There was a question in a chat a, uh, a couple shows ago by Devin Olson. Um, go ahead. You know what, Alex? Uh, if you have the animation, run it. Where's the steak? Okay, so where's the, where's the steak? So, uh, one of our one of our listeners or watchers redid this, Wally, and he had a burnt steak on the barbecue. Who was that that sent that in? Oh, uh, I I did see it. I forget. There's, there's it was no awesome steak chatter. Oh, um, yes, there is. So, uh, just so you know, uh, there's the Igor Kravchuk on the back of the book of how to win at life with a hockey stick. Uh, very very good book. Uh, Paul Coffey's up in the corner there for you, Yorkie. And I put Sean Donovan because uh, of how much he skated Bobby uh, over on yeah. just behind him. I figured that was... Uh, there you go. Donovan. Much, yeah. Uh, all right. So here's the question by Devin Olson. In university, my friend wanted to bring a sign to the CTC with a sign like young kids have asking for sticks, but specifically for B. Ryan's elbow pad. It's a ridiculous ask, but also sort of hilarious. We need that. We need the our six year debate settled at some point. Would he have given an elbow pad at any point to a fan? <laughs> no, um, only because only I was so particular about um, I wasn't particular about gear. I, I just had pads that I wore for most of my career. My elbow pads by the end were falling apart. Um, so 
I might have gone and gotten you a, a, a new Jofa from the back, but it wasn't coming from my elbow. Um, I, I liked my stuff, and I was very particular about it. Um, so, no, that would have been – I'll give you five sticks before I give you an elbow pad. That's for sure. <laughs> What's the weirdest thing that you've ever – and this is for both of you – have been asked to autograph? I got to jump in because I nothing is going to beat this. Somebody asked me to sign a goat in Anaheim. Came to a <laughs> swear to God, swear to I mean, shows up at a. I was doing a thing for Sherwood. They flew out for a couple of days, and I was doing a signing. I was part of it at um, whatever the equivalent of of is pro hockey life. And this lady shows up with a goat, and I see it like ten people back, and I'm like, "What in the hell is going to happen when she gets up here?" Um, and she said the goat's name's whatever it was, but he reminds me of you and on the side of the goat was his mark like any other animals markings the number nine was in the marking um and it, it was very very a blatant number nine you could actually see it and i i thought what that what a cool thing she brought this to show what do you have to sign and she's like i want you to sign it but not i want you to sign my goat but i don't want you to put the number i just want you to tie itself into this number and i was like I was like, I've signed a lot of weird things um, and some unmentionables, but I'm not signing a goat. <laughs> I was like, I can't do it. Um, give me your content. Yeah, I, was like, I was like, I was like, by the way, do, how do you, what do you do with the goat? Is it in your backyard? Is it, she's like, no, they're, they're like my pets. I have two goats. They run the house. I was like, pardon? So this lady had goats in her house all the time. Um, and I remember thinking when I left there, I was like, that was, I don't think it gets weirder than that. That that's never going to happen again. So that's, that's my story on that one. So she said it reminded that, like, did you kind of look like the goat? Like, how did it, did she get into detail? Like why the oh. goat reminded? <laughs> Greatest of all time. Greatest it was just, the, it was, yeah, yeah, right. Um, it was just, the, <laughs> the goat reminded me of, because of the number. I was wearing number nine at the time in Anaheim. Ah, so okay. Like, yeah, I, okay. I got him I thought it was she's like, a, you know, yeah. bit of a super because fan. Because there's, <laughs> there's something, there's, why there's some people. sign it? I was like, I'm not doing this. Somebody takes a picture of this and Peter calls. <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> take the goat. Take the goat for a walk. <laughs> Bobby Ryan's out branding goats. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know what? It. I <laughs> I can't follow that. I can't follow that up. Like what else? That's that's an all timer right there. Your, your goat. Yeah. Like whatever. People body parts stuff. People ask you to sign stuff. I think someone asked me to sign their baby once. Can you sign my baby? Yep. Uh, yep. I've had that before. I always found that weird. Uh, you know what else is weird? When I, somebody, yeah. you, you, when you're at a thing and they're like, pull like a little crumpled piece, can you sign this? Well, you're just going to throw this away like in two weeks. So that's yeah. like this yeah. people piece of paper. But uh, I, uh, go, what a story. I remember playing with Nick Benino and the girl came up to him, um, older lady, and she said, would you mind signing my forearm? Um, and he's like, God, we, as soon as that happened, you're like, come on. Right. And then when kids ask you to sign their arm, you're like, where are the parents at? Did they get permission? Um, or the yeah. sole of the shoe. But I mean, this lady said to Benino, would you sign my arm, but can you make it really, really neat? Um, and not just a scribble. And Nick's like, yeah, I, sh sure. I guess comes back two weeks later and shows him the tattoo from the tracing on his arm and he just goes oh <laughs> he's like he goes i'm a third liner and she got my name tattooed on her arm and he's like now i gotta be he's like now i gotta be nice to her i gotta be nice to her forever he's like i can't yeah. i can't walk out the back door when i see her <laughs> no that's that's excessive 
All right. Uh, do either one of you have tattoos? No, I, I have 10. No, do nine. Have I have ten? nine. I have nine. Sorry. Nine. Yeah. I got a lot. Yeah. I'm not a, ta I'm not a tattoo guy. Favorite? Um, I got both kids' names, so I'll go with those. I got I got Riley on my okay. bicep and Chase on my forearm. Those are, are my wrists. Those are my two favorite for sure. Anything per they're all personal, I guess. Anybody that tat has tattoos, will tell you. But um, yeah, kids' names for sure. So Bobby, you don't have any of the you know when they have the the Looney Tunes, one of the Looney Tunes characters like Yo Sammy Sam no. shooting the guns or because. I remember back when guys my age were getting tattoos, it would be like something like that. And I'm like, why are you getting that tattooed on yourself? You're like, you know, in 10 years from now, you're going to have Yosemite Sam shooting his guns <laughs> on the back of your shoulder. Like, yeah, I, know I know you want a tattoo. I know you want a tattoo. But is that really going to is that going to age well with you? Like when you're older? Yeah, no, <laughs> never, nothing. I never I understood no... that. I'm trying to think. No, I got some quotes. Um, no, no, nothing like that. No Harry Potter. No Twilight. No, <laughs> whatever. The Lord of the Rings. No <laughs> yin and the yang. No, no yin and yang. I got some Greek, Greek, uh, Greek mythology and Greek, Greek stuff. Uh, but that's about it. Yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing overboard. And most of them are hidden. If I put a T-shirt on, you can't see most of them. Yeah. My problem is I don't well, like anything enough. I don't like anything enough to put it on my body. Besides, I do like my kids or something like that. But. There's nothing I really yeah. like. Man, I like that so much. I want to tattoo it on me. Just, uh, I'm going to get I your name the... tattooed on me. You should. <laughs> I'm going to get the, you want to get the coming. Hey, if we make it 10 years, we all got to get the coming in hot logo somewhere. <laughs> okay. Wally, Fair enough. Wally, you should get it, get it right across, right across your back. Well done. Right across your back. <laughs> With a flame. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Uh, well, it's all it's all Greek to me. Uh, so uh, we will see you guys uh, Monday. Enjoy your weekend, boys. Thanks for watching. Coming in hot. See you, hey, fellas. fellas. Coming in hot is brought to you by Botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode.